world. This is this is the I'm Level podcast. Today is uh Thursday, top three Thursday. Uh this is a film and television podcast where we talk about fair films and television. Chase, what up? What's going on, bro? How you doing? I'm doing great. Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 3 comes out tomorrow. We're gonna rank them. Um, I'm gonna go first, actually. Number three for me is Drax. Mm, okay. Uh you know, I wasn't too crazy about him in the first Guardians movie, but as time went on and they let him do more, like he just he just he just became like a caricature, man. Like he's he's just fucking stupid in a good way. And he's just <laughs> he's he's hilarious. And it's kind of funny with him being like the the big buff dude, but he's like yeah. he, he cracks the most jokes and like I feel like he doesn't even like really try. Like sometimes I feel like Chris Pratt kind of goes overboard with the trying to be funny stuff. And with Batista, mm-hmm. you know, or Drax, it just, it just seems, it just seems like yeah, normal. Drax is a little more dry, like with his humor. Quill's it, it does, way more it does, animated. So Drax, it just comes off as like him being an asshole, you know. <laughs> and 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 it doesn't seem forced, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And it, and you know, I kind of hate it because I, I know he, I know he wants to like do more because you know Drax. Drax is is looked at as like a Thanos type figure, but he doesn't, you know, Marvel MCU kind of took his abilities, lowered it kind of seems like to fit in with everybody else. But um, yeah, I love, I I love Drax. Yeah, no, they definitely made him more of a comedic relief than he uh, was portrayed in the comics from everything I've seen. But shit, I'm gonna do an honorable mention. I don't know if he'll be on your list, but um, Yandu would be my fourth if we were doing top four Thursdays. But Yandu was really dope to me. I love him as like the father figure, mentor, OG. Him dying was like a really sad but pivotal moment because you got that moment where he's like, hey, I wasn't your real dad, but like I was still your dad. So yeah, that was a uh, dope to see Star Lord's whole uh, parental situation wrapped up. But uh, number three for me uh, kind of goes hand in hand with Drax Mantis. She has been such a fun addition to this team, bro. Like I wasn't sure what to think of her when she was first introduced in the second movie. I thought she was probably going to end up being an op or like end up dying with everything, but I'm glad they ended up uh, bringing her with. She wasn't an op. And yeah, she's been such a dope addition. Like her powers aren't like nothing crazy, you know? She ain't out here like fighting the big bads, but like they're just, they're all parts to a whole. So she does her part just as well as anybody else, whether it's putting people to sleep, reading emotions and minds and shit. Like, yeah, she's dope. And I'm hyped to see what uh, we get with her after the holiday special. Yeah, number two for me is uh, Rocket Raccoon. Um, I hope he doesn't die, but based off all the trailers and the posters, man, it seems like that's where it's headed. Like, I don't really know why they would even do that, like show all these posters of him crying and shit it's like why even do that yeah but, but uh I, I hope I, I hope rocket doesn't die but i think he will but um yeah we we in our last podcast we talked about character arcs and 
he's really another guy that had a crazy character arc, you know, going from where he was at in Guardians 1 up until like now. Like one of my favorite scenes in Infinity War is him and Thor sitting on the spaceship and, you know, Thor sitting there crying, talking about everything he's everybody's lost. And, you know, Rocket's just there, like comforting him like a freaking psychologist. And it was like, yeah. man, it was like, man. Like seeing, seeing, seeing freaking a god like Thor just cry to this fucking literal fucking raccoon is it's fucking mm-hmm. hilarious, man. But like, I got like this dude Bradley Cooper, man. The voice acting is like unbelievable. Like it just it yeah. seems it seems so freaking real. And in a world now where people constantly complain about CGI and stuff, like the Rocket CGI is always always look beautiful. You know, he he just looks like a mm-hmm. little. It's just it's just a little fucking raccoon, but. You 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 take them serious because you know Bradley Cooper just does a, such a great job with the voice acting of it, you know. And like, I wouldn't consider yeah. Rocket like the leader of the Guardians, but like, you know, he's he's up there, you know, outside outside he's of definitely one like, A or like one yeah. B, whatever. Yeah, you know, and like all the jokes around him about him being, you know, a squirrel or you know, a rabbit and all that stuff. It's it's funny. Mm-hmm. I fuck, I uh yeah, I fuck with Rocket. Nah, Rocket's dope, man. Hell yeah. Shit, number two for me is going to be Nebula. So, like, Nebula, like Mantis, I wasn't expecting to like as much as I did. I wasn't sure that she was ever going to join the team. But after the events of two, it was dope to see, like, her and Gamora, like, get back into being just regular sisters again. But um, also, like, she's blue, purple. I love the design. And shit, she's had a lot of growth, too. Like, her character arc has just, like, she's still, like, closed off and, like, a dick to most people she interacts with. But she's getting better about it. And, like, yeah, I, uh, I felt sympathy for her like throughout the movies as like the younger sibling never being able to beat your older sibling at shit so like yeah she was a villain i did not expect to end up liking as much as i have and now she's one of the good guys so i'm glad they uh added her to the team yeah yeah for sure i'll go next number number one for me is uh gamora like we we talked about this on the last podcast you know about the character arcs and stuff and I feel like she's had the biggest one, you know, going from a trained assassin to, you know, being someone who wants to sacrifice herself to save the world. Like the Gamora and yeah. the Gamora and the original Guardians of the Galaxy, she didn't, she didn't give a fuck about the rest of the world. You know, she was just trying know. to help her. She was, she was trying to help her fucking daddy, you know, get the stones. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, dude. I, I just, I, I, I just love Gamora as a character. You know, her and her and Chris Pratt. You know, they have they have great chemistry together. You know, they really. Yeah. You know, they really work like as a as a, you know, as an on screen like couple, you know, because mm-hmm. Quill, he's the guy that's always joking around in her. She's kind of more, you know, serious tone. But, you know, she can throw some jokes Even out there. Still, really. Yeah. She like, works. Uh, when they were first trying to dance and he almost kissed her, she pulls out the dagger and shit. Just like, yo, like, chill. Your social skills are like not what they should be, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> She is a character they need because, like, most of them are like, you know, they all, they, most of them like crack jokes and are like more playful. But her, she's, she's got the serious tone, man. She means business. And I feel like they need that mm-hmm. balance. It doesn't really work 
without that kind of balance. Yeah, no, she's definitely the most grounded, I would say, out of all the members of the crew that they've had. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And, it's like, that they got that back. Yeah, for sure. And, like, we never really see her in, like, a happy place in any of these movies. And it's it's kind of crazy to think about. You it's know, true. Like, you know, like, Guardians 1, you know, like I said, she was a trained killer. You know, you fast forward to Infinity War, you know, she just has so much stress thinking about, like, what her dad's going to do. You know, she attempts mm-hmm. to sacrifice herself. You know, it's like we never we never see her in a happy place, but somehow she's just an electric character that, you know, she makes it work and she gets a job done. Like, 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 like she's probably not the most quotable or funniest character in the Guardians, but, you know, overall, just the way her transformation's been, she's uh, she's definitely my favorite, you know, and also I I love I, I love Zoe Saldana, you know, when she puts on the paint, whether yeah. it's, you know, Avatar you know, the guardians. No, I was going to say, if she's going to be your alien wifey, she's going to kill that role. <laughs> she's goaded. Yeah, you want to go ahead? You're number one? Yeah, so number one for me is Rocky Raccoon. I won't go too deep into him. Well, I'll give him his due diligence, but you elaborate on a lot of what makes him good. Bradley Cooper killed this role. Again, was not expecting the talking raccoon to be like my favorite among the bunch. But like, if we keeping it a buck, like if I had a self insert character in the MCU, I think it would probably be rocket, bro. Not going to lie. Short King constantly cracking jokes and talking shit really rides for his homies. Like I'm not mad at it. Like I love this little nigga and shit. He's got, Funny moments, the quips, him and Quill going back and forth. Fucking, he'll have his serious moments. He'll have, like, these parental fatherly moments with Groot. Like, whether it's Big Groot or Baby Groot or Teenage Groot. It's, yeah, he's got so much, like, depth for, like, a little raccoon. And I'm glad to see, like, his story come in full circle. I hope he doesn't die, but... I would not be surprised if he does. So yeah, Rocket. Yeah, we both got Rocket in the top three. You know, like I said, like I spoke about, you know, his scene in Infinity War with Thor, man, and like, dude, I don't know, like that scene, just, shit like that just touches me because, like, it's 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 a fucking it's a fucking it's a fucking CGI raccoon talking to a fucking god. Like shit like that isn't supposed mm-hmm. to be like a memorable moment or scene, dude, but. You know, there's yeah. just some, there's just something about Rocket, bro, where he's just, you know, even though he's a fucking asshole and he wants to kill and shoot everybody and take everybody's body parts, you know, mm-hmm. the, 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 the fact that Thor was able to like open up to him, it's, it's fucking insane to think about. Yeah. And shit, he had that moment with Yondu, too. Like, uh, just talking about like their histories and shit. And he's like, you're me, just the younger version of me. Raccoon Rocket's just like, wait, what? No. <laughs> Yeah, like there's way more to that raccoon than there should ever be to any raccoon. <laughs> and then also, like, if he dies in this movie, like, it's gonna be sad because he's gone, but also because just like, like when I think of Rocket, I think of Groot. You know, like Same. when we like when we first seen both of them, they were together. You know, like they're always together, and like in in and even like in Infinity War, when when Groot turns to dust, who's right there? Rocket. 
Yeah. You know, so it's and you saw how much he was hurt, bro. Like that crushed him. Yeah. Yeah. And even and even like in freaking like Endgame where Nebula and Tony Stark get back on Earth, you know, Rocket, he's sitting there holding Nebula's hand. It's like, bro, the Guardians, they're just they're just a fucking family, man. And I'm I'm yeah, I'm, I'm 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 gonna miss that dynamic in the MCU. Most deaf, man. Like I hope that Rocket doesn't die, but like even if he doesn't, like I predicted uh Quill and Gamora wouldn't, but they're gonna be riding off to the sunset. I feel like it would be like that for Rocket too. Like he's got his little otter bay. So shit. <laughs> He'll probably end up doing that too. But like if this is like the end of Rocket. I'm guessing Groot's going to probably continue to go on just because of how marketable he's been for the MCU. I don't know how much more movie roles he's going to do because I feel like we're going to have a Robert Downey Jr. situation with Vin Diesel and this man's barely like talking throughout the movies. So like I don't see him doing like a whole lot more roles, but I feel like Groot will still be around. And if so, I kind of hope he... uh goes through the rebirth process again. I don't want to see a grown, like, grizzled war veteran Groot who lost Rocket. Like, I'm not trying to see that, bro. <laughs> Give me a little cute Groot doing shit and being, like, Nebula's pet or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I wanted to throw Groot in my top three, man, but it's just so hard where, like, there's just not much dialogue with him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm there's lost. also not a whole lot of depth to him. Like we know him and Rocket are tight, but like other than that, you're just like a talking tree who's kind of dumb. <laughs> so I feel like he'll get a little bit more fleshed out in this third one, and like that'll probably uh, change our minds on where he ranks amongst the group. Yeah. Before we go, what's your favorite Guardians moment? You had a favorite Guardians moment from the MCU? favorite scene in particular that you love the most with them? Yeah. Uh, them uh, at the end of the first one when they're facing off against Ronan this man Star-Lord. Like we were saying, like, bro, like him as a leader just seems like kind of wild because he is so goofy and he's not like a big bad like Iron Man, you know, but like the man's like crafty as hell. And he knows, like, how to use his strengths of just, like, dancing and humor to cause enough of a distraction for someone else to lay the finishing blow. And it was our boy Rocket who did it on that one. But then you see them all, like, have that moment where they do finally fully come together and are like, yeah, if we let this shit go, like, this entire planet goes. We we're not letting that happen. I don't care what happens to me. And they all were just like tuned in, all in tune with that. So yeah, I love the fuck out of that moment. Shed a couple tears. Yeah. Um for me, for me, my favorite moment is um in Infinity War when when Thor and Rocket and Group pull up in Wakanda, man. Like that mm. that's one of those things like I wish I was in the movie theaters when that shit happened. Like that's like yeah. that might be my favorite MCU moment period but yeah. you know but but you know like Groot like sacrificing his arm I mean obviously it grew back but obviously Groot doing that so they mm-hmm. can make freaking Stormbreaker 
you know, and then they pull up in Wakanda, you know, the rocket and group, they never been, they, well, they probably have, maybe, maybe, maybe they had been to earth, but either way, they just pull up on earth with Thor, man. Like they were just ready for war. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love, I, I, I love that scene. That's my, that's probably my favorite scene with the guardians involved, even though it's not all of them, but you know, I love mm-hmm. that scene. No, definitely a fire one. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's all we got for today's show. Uh, next week, we're going to review this movie. Uh, we're both going to go see it this weekend. So we'll definitely have a review for it on Monday. Um, yes, sir. Ch- yeah, Chase, I'm looking forward to it. And I hope you have a good weekend. And I'll see you and you guys on Monday. You as well. Viewers, y'all have a good weekend, too. Go catch this movie. Bye. Bye.